Unfiltered Opinions. Unfiltered Opinions. You're listening to Gaurav's Takes. Hey everybody, welcome to Gaurav's Takes. Today we are talking What If Episode 4. This is a spoiler discussion, so if you have not seen this episode, do not listen to this episode. But if you just don't care about spoilers, then go ahead. I am joined by my co-host, Wyndham. Wyndham, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Garb. It has been a great day. It's been a very exhausting week, but I'm happy to be talking to you today. Well, after that episode of What If, I mean, my Lord. Uh, Episode 5, by the way, came out, which is that zombie episode. We have not seen that, so we're just going to be talking. We have not seen that yet. Yeah, so we're just going to be talking about Episode 4 without that context of what happens uh, in the next episode, but... My God, we couldn't go, I, I guess, you know, starting the show without talking about this episode because this episode and we were talking before we got on the air. I, I remember um, I only saw the first episode of What If, which was the Agent Carter episode. And then I had some things to do. I, I wasn't really as invested into What If, uh, although I'm a huge MCU fan, as you know. And uh, I, you were telling me you got to see episode two and three at least. And you know what? I saw episode two, three, and four uh, kind of together. I binge watched them, and episode four was the best to me. I, I thought this was mm. by far, you know, in a whole new category on uh, kind of how they took this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think me personally, I, I really enjoyed episode three. Um, Mm I, I didn't, I was not expecting that, that twist at the end. Um, uh, but yeah, episode four was incredible. I think something, and we touched on it earlier, uh, prior to recording, but, um, you know, the fact that, that this series is really diving into the darker aspects of the Marvel cinematic universe, um, something that they haven't really shown before. Um, you know, obviously we, when we think of superheroes, we think of everybody always saving the day. And in a sense, they started that with, with, um, Captain Carter's, uh, Avenger character, um, Mm. as well as, uh, you know, King T'Challa becoming Star-Lord. Um, but then the last two, three and four, and it seems like five with the, with the theme of zombies, you know, they're really getting into this darker, um, uh, multiverse that we haven't really seen, seen before. And it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think also with What If, I mean, they can afford to do that. I mean, the show's completely in animation, not like it's a cheap show, which we'll get into. Uh, the animation in this show is just incredible. It's some of my favorite animation yet from Disney, especially. And it feels Disney-ish, although it's pretty dark, uh, especially <laughs> in episode four. But I, I will say that it, it is really cool to dive into these deeper aspects of Marvel and kind of where the universe isn't all so well, and we'll get into that. So in episode four specifically, Doctor Strange, most of the cast returns here. I, I think actually all of the cast returns there. You get some episodes like episode one, Agent Carter, but uh, Chris Evans didn't return as Captain America, right? Mm. Yeah. You get episode three uh, with, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, but she's not there. And Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. is not there. But I mean, credit where credit is due. Marvel did bring back a lot of these people, including Chadwick. uh, And I mean, 
in this episode, it seems like the whole entire cast is back. You got Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as Doctor Strange. You got Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. Uh, first, I thought the voice acting was great in this. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it was excellent. I think you look at Doctor Strange, right, and you look at Benedict Cumberbatch's character, they made a really good job at making it look like Benedict Cumberbatch. Like That, that seemed as spot on as you can get. Christine Palmer, I will say this about, you know, Rachel McAdams, Christine Palmer in this. To me, she looks like any ordinary woman in animation. Yeah, that was something that I noted as well. It, it almost, mm-hmm. it, you know, there, was, there wasn't there was really something special, but I think that was part of it. It was, you know, you mm-hmm. know Dr. Strange was just a, a, a casual almost, you it, know. It, if he didn't yell Christine after every other, you know, <laughs> sentence, I, I wouldn't have, I would have just completely forgot that was uh, Christine. Because yeah, I, no, I, I think agree. they they romanticized the relationship, I think, quite well here, where in Doctor Strange, I'm not sure if we got even too much of that. I mean, it just it just felt like Doctor Strange after he lost his hands. And especially there were some hints and nods like, uh, hey, they they might be a thing, but are they dating? I I I don't think, you know, they were ever too clear on how serious that relationship was. And then he lost his hands, and then he he turned into a, a major douche, and Christine left. Right. <laughs> so it, here it, it felt like, you know, Strange actually did care, and they were a, a good you know length into the relationship which i quite enjoyed they didn't have to waste any time they just got to the meat of it and um yeah, yeah, yeah that that moment in time i think they called it that absolute point in time what do you think about that because christine just constantly died that fence by the way <laughs> that fence had no break they the car just kept going right through that fence yeah. every damn time so yeah. what did you think about that so I mean I find it interesting what Marvel's doing now with these um, big moments, right? Then you have the nexus point in mm-hmm. the Loki series. Um, I mean I don't know if they gave anything necessarily a name in the other two Marvel uh, TV shows, but you know then now you have this absolute point where if you if you change it you can't go back. Um, I, you know it's it's interesting. Um, I thought the ending to the uh, Doctor Strange episode was slightly confusing only because it leaves this window of what if <laughs> once again. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I've seen a couple of uh, videos that of YouTubers, you know, talking about uh, whether we might see the return of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and that of, of Dark Doctor Strange, if I may clarify. Um and, you know, that's really exciting. I think this this idea of a, of a darker dimension uh, potentially coming to life in the, you know, live action um, Marvel universe would be insane. I think it would be mm-hmm. very interesting to watch. And if that ends up happening, you know, that that's a definitely a, a best selling movie right there where everyone's flocking mm-hmm. to the theaters for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the ending more so when we get to that point. But I think that ending was you know, incredible for as confusing it may be, uh, especially I, I think if you're watching What If for the first time and maybe you haven't, because we talked about this too, but What If really expects you to watch these movies in advance, right? So 
I think yeah, it they, does. They expect you to really know the Marvel characters going into the show, and I think it's the show yeah. is made for Marvel fans that really wanted to think about art, alternate universes within the Marvel realm. I think it does work in a way where if you haven't seen anything yet, you're still going to enjoy the animation and whatnot, but it's not going to be like, in my opinion, you look at, uh, and I know you haven't seen it yet. I did a movie review about it, but Shang-Chi, right? And that's Mm. more of an origin story of Marvel, kind of like when you go back to phase one or phase two and you get these origin stories coming out. Uh, it felt more like you can just hop on at any time. This, of course, there's a lot of references to the past. But anyway, Christine dies as an absolute point in time. I thought that was interesting and very sad for that Doctor Strange because yes. <laughs> this is like an infinite amount of universes where she probably doesn't die that way, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. Uh, also, I think if this episode solidified anything, it, especially after that No Way Home trailer, it's like always listen to Wong, right? Because yeah, <laughs> really, right? You know, Wong Wong knows what he's doing. Wong's been in it for yeah, a while. It, it's not the first time Wong has you know done stuff like this, and I think uh, that's going to be interesting to see No Way Home and how they take that. I I have seen. I'm not sure if you've seen this but we're talking about you know if evil doctor strange will ever come back could that be him in the no way home trailer because he gives that you know sinister he gives that thought about that he gives that sinister wink and it's kind of like uh there might be something off but then again he's this arrogant you know guy and it's like it, it could just be that but that wink threw me off in the trailer i thought it was really funny too uh you know but especially knowing dr strange it just feels very i mean look dr strange is a very like immature person in some ways uh but he's not like that immature like to be like let me cast a spell especially after infinity war i mean he gave the stone to thanos because he had to so I I don't know how reckless we were talking about this too. And by the way, spoilers for Loki if you haven't seen it. Put, <laughs> yeah, we have to make sure everybody knows that. Yeah, and we need to talk about Loki someday soon. But uh, that's gonna be like an hour long episode, I imagine. There's so yeah, much in that. We we've already had conversations about that. Yeah, but could that whole you know spell uh. That whole spell in Doctor Strange casted, it looks like in the trailer that it's messed up with Peter. But could it really be at the same time that Loki uh, and Sylvie broke the multiverse? And yeah. just because that, that spell would have worked nine times out of ten, and that's the tenth time it, it wouldn't have worked. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how they connect um, the TV shows to the uh, cinematic movie universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly connected because they are the same characters, but they're doing this, you know, <laughs> alternate universe trend. Um, mm-hmm. But I think actually your your point to the Dark Doctor Strange coming back, I wonder if they're going to match up Dark Doctor Strange against um, Scarlet Witch in in, mm. future, in a future movie. Multiverse where you of have, Madness, you have maybe. The Phoenix against... Um, or, yeah, what's her, what's her ultimate character? What's the Scarlet Witch's... Uh, She's uh, she's a nexus being. Yeah, and then you have you know dark 
Dark Supreme Strange, right? Strange mm-hmm. Supreme. That would be interesting to see if they go down that path and bring in this kind of darkness, uh, magical, you know, type of movie. It will be interesting. Um, going into the episode, I liked uh, the references to reality. They He walked out of a Lamborghini in the beginning. He did the same thing in Doctor Strange, uh, the first movie. He... They referenced Armani in this. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was like, it's Armani. Uh, the last episode also had Dairy Queens in it with Peter Quill working there. So I uh, I like that it still feels oh, grounded the, was in the sense. Was that the ending, right? That yeah, was, it, was, it was the I ending. I love that. I love that. When I Ego thought that was came. hilarious. It was, a great, it was a great episode, too. But... Yeah, I, I do like these many, you know, references to reality because it still feels like it's in a sense of reality, even though it's animation, uh, which mm-hmm. I think works well. Uh, that Sorry, damn sc- real, real quick. We're, yeah. Did you say you say Peter Park? I think it was uh, Peter, Peter Quill. Quill. I said, yeah, Peter yeah, Quill. yeah. Uh, that damn squid, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he showed up again. And uh, there are references that he might be. Uh, Shumagorath, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's a Sorcerer Supreme from another universe at Squid. Or it just could be a regular damn squid that just keeps could getting just killed. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, could, it could just be coming from uh, the ocean, and, like Agent Carter killed him. It's like, damn it, these, you know, damn <laughs> 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 people keep, you know, taking me out of my ocean, out of my element, and they keep killing me. I thought that's interesting. There are rumors that he's going to be... Uh, in or that squid's gonna be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, so maybe I wouldn't uh, be surprised if they're if they're doing little uh, previews mm-hmm. to the to the ultimate villain or or exactly. a villain, yeah, forward. or a villain, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't know. I the way that squid keeps showing up, I, I feel like we might get some of it in uh, the the real live action part of the MCU. Uh, he took the bug's cape, which I thought uh, was <laughs> interesting. He yeah, just... I like that. I really like that part too. Um, yeah, there's, you know, like in, in that universe, uh, he gets this. the cape from a bug. <laughs> I, I just thought that was very, very funny. It was interesting. It was, it was very funny. I thought so as well. Uh, the Watcher. So, anyway, this is where I found this show to be very interesting because you know, the Watcher says, "Ah, the fate of the universe. It's not." It's not worth saving uh, because it's just going to mess up, you know, everything else. And he's, though, he's like, you know, I can interfere, but I'm not going to. And then Doctor Strange was like, who's that? So in some way, is he interfering? Because Doctor Strange clearly, and the end of the episode solidifies that, but he clearly senses him in that moment. And it's showing, like, in an earshot's frame, like, the Watcher right behind Doctor Strange. So I don't know if I'm supposed to take that literally, but that, I mean, if you're in your house, when right, and you mm. <laughs> you have somebody like, you know, I could interfere, but I'm not. That would c- kind of shake you up. When <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Doctor Strange definitely felt his presence throughout the uh, episode. You know, they, there was a clear moment in the episode. I think you you alluded to it where uh, he, he definitely hears something. He hears him the monologue or something like that. Um, and then at the very end with um, Strange pleading to him to, to save his reality, um, 
You know, they Marvel keeps bringing in these bigger, stronger characters that are that are undeveloped, but mm-hmm. it it provides this very mysterious kind of like what are they capable of doing? You know, exactly because he mentions Doctor Strange. He's like, "You're a god, uh, you can help me or whatever." And in the comics, I believe he's not really. I mean, he he's like some cosmic being in some sorts. I think maybe like the Silver Surfer, uh, but. Uh, at the same time, I, I never really got the, you know, I never got the impression that he's a god. And he mentions that, that I'm no uh, god. And even if I, you know, could or would fix it, I, I wouldn't just because, you know, I, I don't like mm-hmm. you. I mean, <laughs> I mean part of, that's an part es- of it, I, in I'm, essence. I'm curious to whether or not um, Kang fits into, if, if honestly, I mm-hmm. mean, I think the Watcher is its own character, yes. But in the sense where Kang's, the development of Kang's character in Loki, right? Yeah. As he was the watcher of all of the universes. And then you get mm-hmm. a watcher character in doc and in, in the, what if, you know, series, it's interesting that the, right after the finish of Loki of there's a, there's a being that views all of the universes. Mm-hmm. And then there is another being that views all of the units. So I'm wondering if, if they have anything to do with each other or yeah. um, if if Marvel's going to use that to their advantage moving forward, or maybe it's just a you know a coincidence. But Marvel have, rarely has coincidences. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy two? Uh, yes, that's so, with uh, Ego, right? Yeah, with with Ego. So that there was a scene in there. I'm not sure if you remember because that movie came out long ago, but. Uh, and I say long ago, like it's in the 90s. <laughs> that movie came out a couple of years ago. But yeah. I uh, there's a scene in that where uh, Stan Lee is with the Watchers. And um, he's like, uh, oh, I have so many stories to tell. And this is where I did this and this is where I did that. And the Watchers kind of like look at him like, you know, this guy needs to get it, get the hell out of here. But. I I know that's the only time where I ever uh, saw them in the MCU, and then they brought them back here. I will say that that Kang connection is interesting because after Loki, I I really wonder how this all connects because Multiverse of Madness, you know, directed by Sam Raimi, that's supposed to explore more of a horror element, and I think that's a perfect time. There have been rumors that Captain Carter might show up or. Maybe, and that's why I feel like all of these elements, maybe the zombies element, which, by the way, we haven't seen that episode, so we don't know. Uh, But maybe that element, maybe this evil Doctor Strange fights real, you know, that uh, real Doctor Strange on uh, live action, even though I'm not sure how that would really work after this storyline. But either one way or another, it feels like after that death of Kang, uh, and by the way, it's, not really the real Kang. It's just a variant mm-hmm. of him and yeah, now yeah, all yeah. the other Kangs. Yeah. But it just feels like after that, you know, event that all of this somehow might, you know, transpire in live action, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I think that was probably Marvel's plan all along, um, you know, to, to bring these side stories and then kind of mold them all together for the next phase of the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, and it's really looks like, like you said, it it really looks like it's going down that path where we could see all of these characters once again, uh, reunited, um, you know, and in the 
big TV screen, you know, in a movie theater or on Disney Plus, wherever they're going to actually release it. Um, yeah. But uh, it, yeah, it, 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 it's it going to be promising. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see that. Uh, so the Ancient One splits Doctor Strange. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I thought if there was one point in this, uh, in terms of where it could have been simplified, this could have probably been it. Because it, it feels like, you know, she goes on this whole, you know, speech on I had to do this and I I made you into two different versions. I felt like it could have been uh, very easy if she just said, look, uh, instead of that thing that you wanted to accomplish, the other you, I just split you in half. So you can't do that. And now the other one could have maybe figured that out. But I don't know. I felt like that part was a little confusing, especially because I don't think we've seen the ancient one ever do that. I I ultimately thought when she uh, or when that guy was talking to him and he's like, uh, you know, you're only half a person. I thought they were talking at first about the other Doctor Strange in the multiverse. And I was like, oh, shit. Are they yeah, if you thought they were going to bring that all together, that would have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you that imagine? Crazy. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i not sure. What, what are your feelings on that? I mean, I just, you know, again, this darkness, the, the theme of darkness in these episodes, you know, the, the evil overcoming the good, right? Mm. Um, literally, quite literally absorbing the good. Um, and I, I thought that was interesting how especially in terms of animation, how they were able to show the dark, strange, supreme absorbing his other half. Yeah. And how yeah. it seems like the good brain free, like the good one. And then it mm-hmm. just gets ultimately swallowed. But I thought that was amazing. I, yeah, I, wasn't I thought that and it, it that felt, just changed the entire episode. And it was, um, you know, and I mean this truly, it was one of my favorite animated pieces of content. Uh, from Disney I think I think they did an incredible job with this and yeah when evil and Doctor Strange won you know I thought especially because I feel like this is also a show that could kind of get catered to you know younger kids just like uh, in the MCU they make everything PG-13 for a reason right so families can see it it's not Deadpool yeah, exactly. It's not Deadpool. I mean, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, which is rated R. Of course, there's a certain type of aud- audience for that that DC sometimes tries to attract. And that's why their executives sometimes are a bit too, you know, hands on. And they're like, no, we're not. We we want to do the Marvel formula as as is. Uh, but I think here, you know, it could be a show where a lot of younger kids, especially having Disney Plus on their TVs or whatever, they could be watching this. And I thought, no way, you know, Evil and Doctor Strange could win this. Yeah, and exactly. He, yeah, he did. And for the way it ended, so he went up and he talked to the Watcher. At first, we should go before that. He, he took Christine out of that whole mess. And mm-hmm. then Christine ended up dying anyway. Which yeah, I, that was that was yeah. that was very sad, honestly. Very sad <laughs> and uh, very brilliant in terms of the way they, you know, made that. Like he did so much just to end up at that same exact point. So he talked to the watcher. He brought himself up, and he basically, you know, made himself talk to him. And he's like, "I sensed you from earlier on, and you're a god, like we talked about." And the watcher 
it seems like I thought he was personally going to interfere because this was like, you know, it seems like he's teasing it each week. Uh, Will the watcher interfere? No, I can't interfere. I'm not going to do that. This felt like, you know, the universe, their universe at least is ending. So he's going to interfere this episode and he didn't. So will the watcher interfere? I mean, I think he's going to end up interfering at some episode, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I yeah. think, I think at some point there has to be an interference because they made, they turned him in from a narrator, a narrating character into an mm. actual being within the show. Yeah. So, so and he's showing that, up like he's getting interaction. Mm-hmm. If you remember episode two and episode one, I'm pretty sure all right, so this is what I noticed. I don't think I've heard anybody talk about this. So if somebody steals this idea, it originated from me. Uh, <laughs> episode one didn't show the Watcher besides, I think, that one moment where it's like, I am the Watcher and yeah, all that yeah. crap. Yeah, episode two showed the Watcher maybe in a few scenes. And episode three started showing, like, I remember that scene where he's driving the car um, and, you know, you can see the watcher just staring yeah, he, at Yeah, yeah and exactly. There so are other scenes. He's, he's coming more, he's becoming more, uh, like, prevalent. He's just Yeah, because in, in episode, show. yeah, because in episode four, he's literally at an ear's length to Doctor Strange. And then there was one scene where uh, good Doctor Strange, I think, was looking up and then the shadow behind him was a watcher. Mm-hmm. And like it was I think he's getting really close. And the fact that we had an interaction between exactly. the main exactly mm-hmm, the main character of the episode and the watcher, I think it's only solidifying that at some point he's gonna hop in. But I just don't know what that point is anymore because it's like, you know, if he didn't come in here, I wonder what event it really takes to yeah, I'm, r- I'm bring curious. him in. I'm curious as uh, to that as well. Um, I I think there could go a lot of ways, and because we don't even know exactly what's going to be released in this series, uh, in terms of in terms of the plot line, because they're they're mm-hmm. clearly Marvel is clearly allowing themselves to go in any direction uh, that they want, uh, but it, it it will probably have to uh, do with the future. But we don't know what it what it is. So I think yeah. it's incredible. I think what they're doing in this series is incredible. Um, and I look forward to watching a lot more of it. So do you think also these episodes are interconnected? Uh, and it's just going to take maybe the Watcher interfering or something, a, a big event like that, where all these episodes are going to come together in some way? Because right now we're just being sold as these are separate universes and they have no correlation besides that but i think also like chadwick and i've heard rumors he's in the next episode by now the people listening to this and us probably uh, after talking about this (laughs) we're probably gonna watch it and we're probably uh you know gonna see if he's in it or whatever but i heard he's in more than one Mm -hmm. episode i heard he's in three or four episodes of this season yeah yeah Um, I'm not surprised. I think you could definitely see that there's a possibility of the multiverses interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you get a a prime character in Captain Carter as the main lead of a uh, Avenger squad. Um, And then in in it's interesting because in the episode three, right, they lose all the Avengers. 
So yeah. I'm curious if perhaps, you know, the other characters from the other uh, series, the main characters, like you got um, T'Challa as Star-Lord, right? You have a, mm. a, a dark Doctor Strange. I mean, I don't think dark Doctor Strange is going anywhere in this show necessarily, but you could see them kind of, you know, filling in in, in universes in which the Avengers aren't there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And by the way, episode three for that, how that ended showing Captain Marvel and Captain America uh, and maybe that being the start of their Avengers team in that universe when Loki has already taken over. But I think, I mean, you know, the way this is really going, uh, the show, it's it's getting darker each week. I'm here for it. You're here for it. But I think also just the amount of stories they can explore. I mean, this is truly a show where, and I know it's going to be more than this season. And uh, I've heard from, you know, I would just love rumors. to see a second season of this just because, and even after all the movies, because mm-hmm. we'll get more, a, more of a developed storyline and, and we'll have a better understanding of the multiverse and how it's going to work um, with the movies. That's right? my point. So I come back to a second season. That would be awesome. I would mm-hmm. love to see it. So I'm not sure if I think what's going to happen, like at the end of Loki, they confirmed season two, right? Yeah, so, they, they said uh, Loki will be back for a season two. Exactly. So I think we're going to get something similar, uh, similar here. Look, there's no reason to not have a season <laughs> two. And I think also on top of that, from the rumors I've heard, this season one is going to continue to be about like phase one and two and all of that. And something big is going to happen where maybe it correlates to the live action part of the MCU. But season two, if there is a season two, which I think, you know, oh, what if there's a season two? <laughs> I think there is going to be a season two. And I heard that's going to be revolved around phase four since we're going to be pretty much, you know, in the thick of phase four by that time. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. I cannot yeah. wait. It's going to be it's going to be great. But anyway, so this reminded me of, I think, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Time Machine. That's with Guy Pearson. But he basically for years, he works on going back in the past because his girlfriend dies. So it's similar to this. And then he goes back in the past and his girlfriend dies just that one time. And then he was like, yeah, screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. I accepted <laughs> this. <laughs> so it's pretty different in terms of the amount he tried compared to Doctor Strange. But it reminded me of that. And uh, I really enjoyed this. So on a scale of uh, one to ten, one, how would you rate this episode? And two, where would you put it so far uh, on your rankings of what if episodes from one okay. to four. I mean, I think we can we can both agree that the first episode, and I, we talked about this before, but the first episode is definitely the worst episode thus far in the series. Yeah, and I the think pacing issues to... in the first episode. Yeah. I, it felt like the first Avenger in just 25 mm, minutes. Exactly. It was like, you know, they, they had to introduce us to the animation world. I think it, overall, in terms of uh, getting us adjusted to these what-if scenarios, it did its job. Um, but I exactly. definitely think that moving forward in the series the episodes have gotten better and better um again i'm excited for for episode five i'm definitely gonna watch that later today um <laughs> but uh okay so for episode four um out of the 10 i'd say the episode itself is you know a solid nine 
in terms of just everything. And and I'm rating this on a, on a Marvel scale, uh, where mm. Marvel movies are already, Mar- you know, Marvel t- television is already excellent television in my eyes. Um, so I'd say it's a nine, where I'd say the first episode was maybe like a six, and it's just kind of steadily increased. Although I will say that episode two with um, T'Challa and Star Lord was awesome. I I really yeah. liked the I really liked that. I like how um, they and maybe we might go into that in some future episodes, and uh, I'm sure we'll do an episode five breakdown as well. But uh, and as you know, especially whenever this big event happens in What If, which I'm convinced will happen, we definitely have to talk about that. But I oh, think 100%. It, episode two the way they utilize thanos and like <laughs> he's talking about yeah, genocide and, and, and then they make jokes <laughs> yeah. about it i thought that was excellent uh I was, and they're I was like isn't that it. genocide he's like i call it efficient <laughs> <laughs> yeah that it's, i really like that funny. Um, the way but... <laughs> the way they can explore these these uh different situations i think is just incredible and then episode three i i think was your favorite right yeah episode three is my favorite uh in terms of you know probably the most impactful storyline it is it is not i think definitely four would, would lead um the the impactful episode uh category but in terms of my favorite definitely three um i i was actually getting frustrated that they kept dying. Um, I know that was part <laughs> yeah. of the episode, uh, but I just kept getting frustrated. I I, I, get, I kept getting mad because, you know, those are my favorite characters. Those are the characters that I'm accustomed to. Um, thankfully, they didn't like kill off Spider-Man, uh, I don't think. But, you know, it was just it sucked to see those characters just just continually fall. It feels very weird, right? Because you go through the entire, you know, three phases of Marvel and you see that, especially in the Avengers in 2012, and you see them, you know, team up and assemble in that round fashion that they do in New York. And then you get through the whole entire, you know, phase three, essentially, and uh, phase two, and now we're in phase four. But everything I mean, that has happened... Attached and then, to the characters, you know? It's exactly. Just like, it, and everything that has happened, and then you see just you know, Tony Stark died the way he did, like, <laughs> at the diner. Just so like, casually. <laughs> it, it feels like, well, it does feel, though, see, I had this debate with a friend where, one, either does it feel like this universe has less uh, to it, less merit to it, because there are so many other infinite universes where anything can happen, or does it feel like, this universe is even greater because everything goes right in this universe. I mean, you, it's a are, tricky... you talking about, are you talking about in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, I'm talking okay. like what we've seen in the movies thus far, yeah. you know. That's interesting. I haven't really thought of that. Um, I Yeah, wow. I, I got to sit back and absorb that. Because it does feel like if they get really into this, we saw the variants in Loki. Let's say they bring Tom Cruise as Iron Man and they do some really, you know, wonky stuff, which I think they're going to do a lot of wonky stuff if they're going to lead this to Secret Wars way down the line where it's just like a bunch of variants versus Kang variants and maybe Doctor Doom and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering just in essence... 
you know, how they can keep the same importance of this universe without, you know, making it too silly uh, and just saying that, oh, we can go to this universe because everything's fine there. It, it They definitely, it takes a lot to handle this because we haven't seen this before. At yeah, least I mean, it's, it will, mm, it will definitely be one of the most controversial, I think all time universe uh, shows and movies are all controversial. They all have loopholes. You can't, you know, until we actually experience time travel, we're not going to know what it actually is like. And <laughs> ex until we experience, you know, the idea of multiple multiple dimensions, we're not going to know exactly what it's and like. And by the but, way, it could be like Back to the Future where, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's just that simple. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I think I, it's clear there's a path. Um, I think they have an idea of where they want to go in terms of maintaining importance. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of selling tickets, it's going to sell regardless. It's a Marvel. If it has Marvel on it, it's going to sell at this point. Um, everything they've touched has been gold. Um, you know, it's just... I like that idea, though, that, that it may not create the same level of importance. I think they're going to keep to... Um, one storyline and one universe, at least for the time being. And in Spider-Man, there might there might be a uh, well, there clearly is some sort of overlap. And so I'm definitely yeah. curious as to what they're gonna do. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I'll give this a nine out of ten as well. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna grade it in terms of what if episodes right now. So I think. Okay. Okay. I think for the animation and everything, I'm just going to go off animation, story, stuff like that. So I think, you know, first episode, like you, a six out of ten. I, I think it's a deserving six, if you can even call it that. But I it's think really with the a, pace... it's a filler episode, really. Exactly. They're, even, they're just trying to introduce this new um, style of Marvel show. It's very Marvel in the sense where it does what it needs to do. Exactly. And, to create the fulfilling universe that they're trying to build. I, I think episode two is a huge improvement. I think that's uh, close to a nine, but probably an eight out of 10. I think episode three was a nine out of 10. And I think episode four was a 10 out of 10. So, yeah, I know episode four, you've been, you've yeah, been I love, that. I love episode <laughs> I'm happy, four. I, I'm happy I got you to, to get on that. You even, <laughs> you, you leapfrogged me. I was, I was stuck at number three and you, you, uh, you watched number four, yeah. It was it was excellent. Uh, I'm happy you got me to watch it as well, so I could do this 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 uh, recording. But it, it yeah. was excellent. And we'll be talking about the other episodes for sure. Look, I'm a, you know, in terms of uh, you know, just characters. I'm for my whole life, I've been the biggest Batman fan. So in terms of like what I like really about Batman and DC as well is that they don't necessarily have the happiest endings all the time, or maybe there's a mm. lot of trauma to the character. And I think Marvel is doing a much better job in phase four, like with Loki, let's say, and these other characters in WandaVision, they're all dealing with grief in some way. Um, I think in this sh episode, especially where they can get away with it and say it's its own thing, whatever, um, to have him have an ending like that when I just expected, you know, it's Disney Plus, they're they're not gonna do that ever. Uh, was very, uh, it was it was very cool. 
to see that. And I think um, they did a terrific job. So it actually goes in reverse order for me. Episode four is the best. Episode three is second. Episode two is the <laughs> third. And episode one is the worst. So Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I would say, I'd say that's, that's what probably most people think about this. I think yeah. I think it's just I think it's just gotten better and better. I think there's definitely a, a leap between the first and the second one and a leap between the second and the third one, but they're definitely, you know, it's it's if they if hopefully episode 5 is just as good and and from what I'm reading the description, it, it looks like it's going to be incredible. So I, I really can't wait to see. Absolutely. So we'll probably talk about that as well. Uh, guys, let us know what you think about this. Send me a message on Instagram, Garv1, Garv Takes. We can even read some of them in the upcoming shows, and we can, you know, agree, disagree, and would love to hear what you guys think about this episode. All right, so we got episode five coming up. We got a lot of other Marvel things to talk about as well. I mean, Wynn knows that for a fact, right? There's no <laughs> way we we have had discussion on discussion on discussion yeah. of different Marvel theories and Marvel movies. And I, you know, I think it's going to be awesome. We're going to bring them as many as we can to you. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to bringing that content to you guys. Looking forward to having more engaging discussions on movies. Can't wait to make this content for you guys. And Hey, do us a favor. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode, but let us know also what you think about our sports episode that we have out right now. Uh, this is our first week back at this, so going to take your improvements, going to take your suggestions uh, to create the best show possible. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. What if episode four? Tell us what you guys think to us fantastic episode he gives it a 9 out of 10 i give it a 10 out of 10 when where can they find you on social media um you can find me at uh tiktok and wise words of Wyndham. Uh, i will be starting to post um, my sporting content uh, with the podcast with garf um as well as my instagram winner underscore rules that is w-y-n-n-e-r underscore rules r-u-l-e-s um yeah, feel free to reach out. Give me any comments. Uh, if you have any criticism, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I love constructive criticism. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. All right. You heard the man. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next episode. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Uh, take care. This has been a presentation of Gorov's Takes.